Hi everybody, and welcome to So What Happens Next. As always, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week, we got another Oscar-winning picture. It's Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation. feeling good kind of back on the roll of the show moving yeah. some episodes yep so we're taking the turn from our last mainstream episode of the old guard kind of moving from the action towards sort of a you know maybe make you feel better kind of movie <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, or make you feel really bad <laughs> yeah it depends it might make you really sad and depressed or it might make you just feel <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah this week we are doing lost in translation i'm sure there are many people out there who are like oh my god you haven't seen this movie what the fuck um yeah we haven't seen this movie so. yeah which when it came out like 2003 you know, yeah, yeah i was i was in a kid. third grade <laughs> <laughs> i was a kid <laughs> i was in third grade and had no business seeing this movie and if i did i probably wouldn't have cared um <laughs> but as always i have five things up on the board a couple of them i actually kind of gave away already but you know we're going to use that to our advantage here so number one is that it's a sort of twofer it stars bill murray and scarlett johansson which right off the bat, I was like, whoa, Bill... Like, Scarlett Johansson's on the poster for this movie. So I was like, oh, I guess Scarlett Johansson's in the movie. But I saw Bill Murray, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's interesting. I guess I never it never registered me. The second one is that it takes place in Japan, more specifically Tokyo. So we're kind of going back to Japan again with our show here today. <laughs> we just can't seem to get away. Um, the next one is that it takes place in the early 2000s. So, you know, more or less of its time, I guess. So take that with as you will. The movie did win an Oscar. So not only does that give you kind of a vibe of what this movie might feel like, especially early 2000s Oscar winners, but it also is kind of like this is the, you know, or maybe a quality statement that you want to make here. It's not our first Oscar movie. We've done a couple that have been up for or won them. So, you know, this isn't our first rodeo dealing with the Academy, but, <laughs> you know, I don't think we've dealt with an Oscar movie from the early 2000s. Uh, we've kind of been all over the place. Yeah. So... This is that little niche of our childhood, our growing up, where we weren't really there, but we might... I, I remember this movie coming out, but I don't remember anything else about it. Yeah. And the last thing is that this is sort of one of those unlikely duo kind of movies. So, taking all of that into account, Amber, what do you think this movie's about? I think this movie... Since it's supposed to be like a romantic drama, or... Yeah, that's what it says, basically. I think that it's basically about two people, two strangers who, you know, get to know each other and they develop this kind of friendship and possibly like romantic relationship. And like you said, it is weird to kind of have Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson together. Yeah, like that. Like even just as like an actor and actress, it's like really, I don't know, just putting them together in my head. It's like weird. But 
yeah, maybe that's just what makes it a good movie. Yeah. No, I could see it. I think this movie is is going to be kind of like a... I don't really think it's going to be romantic between the two of them. Just because I feel like this movie would be so weird. Because 2003, like, Scarlett Johansson is not exactly, like, Yeah, exactly. Old. Or maybe it's not, like, romantic, but just, like, a kind of, you know, fondness for someone, maybe. Yeah. Like, like I, I love you as a friend. Like Right, yeah. and I think we're going to kind of get maybe even like an early 2000s sort of indie vibe from this like you don't need a romance to make a movie kind of type yeah. feeling like you could just have this like, like it solid friendship. if there's a man and a woman it doesn't always have to be right yeah. and to be honest I I think I will completely not be able to believe this movie if Bill Murray <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson are suddenly like hooking up it just seems kind of yeah. weird um, at least if not for anything more than comedic effect it just seems really strange and even mm-hmm. then it's weird but yeah I mean Based on the title and just the fact that it takes place in Japan and it stars, like, two white people, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, you know, these two people find each other because they're kind of in a place where no one else, you know, there's not a whole lot of other white people. They can't understand the language and they just kind of gravitate towards each other. Yeah. And I think it's almost like a de facto friendship, right? Like, they might not have anything in common with each other, but they're friends because they're kind of all you got, mm-hmm. you know, and you just kind of wind up. They're just friends because they both speak English and they're both in a foreign place and they can relate to each other. Other than that, they might not have anything in common. Or maybe the rest of this is that these two unlikely people actually do have a lot more in common and that's what you get. Either way, I think this movie is definitely going to be more of the like emotional journey through that than it is like actually driving towards anything. Yeah. Like, just given some other early 2000s movies, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's just kind of like the resolution is that they just go home. Yeah. And, like, that's it. There's no, like, real drive. They don't really necessarily even grow as people. They just... It's a story about something that happens and it's done. It won an Oscar, though, so I'm kind of curious what, like, happens in this movie to, like, really hit hard. Yeah. You know? Like, is it going to make me upset? (laughs) (laughs) The movie is also rated R. So, I'm kind of like, are we dropping F-bombs everywhere? Yeah, but it was also rated R. I mean, it had a lot of stuff that was, like, you know... But, like, I think the biggest thing was, like, dropping the F-bombs and shit in there, yeah. too. Yeah, that made it, like, rated R. So. Yeah, and I gotta think that that's, that's gotta yeah. be what this is, right? Like, I mean, unless you're having, like, constant full frontal nudity, which would just, again, yeah, be which really I strange. Can, yeah, see that with Bill Murray. I mean, I could, but again, it's, like, comedic, and if we're doing it enough <laughs> for, like, an R rating in yeah. the movie, it's like, well... Um, yeah, I just think it's it? a lot of adult language, probably. Totally. I think they're probably like, fuck this, fuck that, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> But if you guys give us a few seconds, we're going to go ahead and watch the trailer for this movie, and then we'll give you our final thoughts about what we think it's going to be about. Okay. So that was delightful. Yeah. (laughs) That was a very feel-good trailer. Yeah. I kind of get the impression that I think that I'm on the ball where they're not a couple. I almost get like a dad-daughter vibe. I do too, yeah. Like, between Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. So, the trailer kind of shows, like, Bill Murray's an actor who's getting paid fuck tons of money to endorse Suntory whiskey in Japan. Which is good, actually. It's a good whiskey, yeah. if you guys yeah. ever want to try it. <laughs> and he's just kind of, I guess, you know, he's literally lost in translation. Like, he doesn't speak Japanese. I, I They do have that one sex scene between him and someone else, and she's like lick my stocking or something like that but she's saying with a Japanese accent he doesn't understand what the fuck he's supposed to do she's just trying to explain it's so funny it it was pretty funny (laughs) I think it's I think that that is 
kind of what I was hoping for when I was like, oh, I hope it's there for like comedic effect because yeah. you know, I don't really need him and Scarlett Johansson going at it, especially because like she is a baby in this uh, movie. I My know. God, <laughs> like she might not have actually been like super young, but she sure she looks super young. Like, take like Black Widow even from Iron Man two, and she yeah. looks like half that as far as age goes. Um, but it looks like a nice story about these two people that randomly meet each other and just kind of form a friendship. And it's sort of interesting because it's, I'm, I'm really hoping it does this because I kind of like what they're showing is like, he's clearly going through a midlife crisis. They say it like six times in the trailer. Yeah. But she's also clearly doing, I don't want to call it like a coming of age thing, but like coming into adulthood thing. Yeah. Like, And it looks like her husband doesn't really... Yeah, like he's like, I'm busy. You, you come with me. You just do whatever you're. Yeah, gonna do. exactly. And I, I don't get the impression that like he's a shitbag, but no, just like it's just she. It seems like she's kind of on the back burner of things. It seems to me more like she's maybe along for the ride. Like yeah. she, because she says multiple times like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, yeah, I'll go with him. Why not? Like, yeah, I'll get married. Why not? Like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it. And like, you haven't figured it out yet. And you know it, it looks like this is going to be kind of that lesson where both of them learn something about themselves through mm-hmm. each other from each other's experiences and shit and i think it's going to be like it might actually be really cool i'm really hoping though that this isn't a movie where like so much shit has been derived from it to where it's not original anymore okay you know like i'm kind of hoping like like when we watch citizen kane and there's like so many things that happen i'm like oh my god that's like a simpsons joke oh that's a simpsons mm-hmm. joke too and it's like Oh, I'm All sure there's going to be a lot of, like, I mean, the things we recognize. Parodying it is fine. I'm just kind of hoping that there's not, like, a, oh, yeah, we did that same movie, too, because it worked really well. It won an Oscar. And it's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, I'm starting to think that that's kind of what the world was before we decided to franchise everything. Yeah. It was, let's just make shitty knockoffs mm-hmm. of other things and hope it does as well, even yeah. though it won't. Um. But yeah, what do you what are your final thoughts going into this movie? Like, you think you're gonna like it more because of the trailer, less because of the trailer? Do you think it's like I think more neutral? because of the trailer because it came off like a sitcom almost with like the music that's yeah. like playing in the background and maybe it's just because it was made in the early 2000s. But it definitely yeah, felt. Yeah, like I was that. like, is this like Friends or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill Murray walks in and it's like, yeah, um, yeah. No, it did feel like like this could easily have been a sitcom pitch, and I think it might have worked. Um, thing and I don't know I haven't seen it yet so we'll see if that's actually holds true but it definitely felt like that quirky early 2000s movie yeah as far as the trailer goes which you know is fine I, I, I kind of I got it like a soft spot for those movies because I feel like they're the ones that sort of did it first yeah and they're okay and then by 2010 when we're sort of like regurgitating it it's just like ugh okay <laughs> you know, and it makes it bad. Like, yeah. it makes it stale. It makes it, you know, not as fun. But I, I kind of try to hold the soft spot for some of those movies. But as far as I go, I think it's made me a little bit more excited to watch it, too. Because, like, it just seems more, you know, like, there's a little bit more of a direction that I was hoping it would take. Yeah. And it kind of, the trailer kind of confirmed it. So I'm like, okay, cool. But if you guys will give us just a few seconds of your time we're gonna go spend an hour and 42 minutes of our time which sounds like it might be just about as much of this movie as i want it to be while we go ahead and go watch lost in translation from 2003 
And we're back. So, lost in translation. Straight out the gate, Amber. What what are your what are your first thoughts on this one? It's very two thousands. Painfully so. <laughs> um. It's. And it's very. What's the word? Not edgy, but it's like very. Um, I can't think of it. Well, it's got that hipster feel. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. I shouldn't say hipster. It's got that indie feel. Indie, yes. Like, man, how do I, how do I put it? Like, this movie, what does it come out? 2003? Yeah. It's totally, I don't want to say a product of its time, but it's the way that genre, this genre of film felt at the time. Like, if you go and watch... Um, to me, it's very reminiscent of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I know that we've talked about it on the show before. I don't think you've seen it. No. Um, it's a great movie. It's like Jim Carrey in like a sort of dramatic role, and it's, it's really good. Um, but it's it feels like this movie very much. And it just, this, I, I, I guess like, you know, straight up, on just a binary, did you like it? Did you not? What did you think of Lost in Translation? I thought it was pretty good. Um... I think what kind of threw me off was the age gap between yeah. Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. And I know, especially like in the early 2000s, like we weren't so like... I don't think we were there. We, we weren't, weren't there. Yeah. Like Me whole, Too like, had Oh, it's not, yeah. you know, um, politically correct to have like two people with that huge of an age gap or it's, yeah. it's not really okay well, let's um, let's get into the plot a little bit then. Yeah. So, this movie essentially is about uh, two random people who wind up in Japan at the same time, who are at two very different points in their lives, and they kind of become friends. And it's really like, and we'll talk more. We'll definitely yeah. talk more about it because it's crux this movie. But like, are they? Aren't they? Something more than that. Uh, those people are Bill Murray, who is a act, kind of like I guess Bill Murray is now is like an actor who's. Who's you could argue past that prime time where he was working a lot and had tons of movies. So yeah. like, you know. and now he's just kind of going through the motions of right. doing um, ads for right. companies. It's legit. Like if you saw Bill Murray today, yeah. and you walk up to him like, "Oh my God, you're Bill Murray! I remember you from Ghostbusters and Caddyshack and yeah. so on and so forth." And it's like all of those are in like the seventies, eighties, you know, all that kind of stuff. And today, Bill Murray, you know, he still does things. Yeah. He's not, like, out of work and disheveled. <laughs> like, he's still very famous. He's got, you know, money. He's still working. But it's like, he's not doing Ghostbusters stuff. It's not like, oh, man, this Bill Murray movie. You know, he's just in it. He's doing uh, ads for Centauri Whiskey, which is a great whiskey, by the way. Um, I was kind of surprised to see it in this movie because I was like, oh, wow, like, Centauri. We're talking about Centauri here. I know that. Um, we have a bottle of that in our house. But um, he's doing these ads for it, and it's like, oh, man, you're this this dude who was in all these movies. They're so famous, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, you have Scarlett Johansson, who, like, just graduated Yale or something, some Ivy League school, got married to Giovanni Ribisi's character, who's a photographer, and he has some work in Japan. And so she's just kind of... Not connected in any way, though, to the Suntory, which would have been cool No, it would have been kind of cool. Yeah, just so they have, like, more of a connection. I was waiting for it. Oh, they're in the same hotel together. Yeah, and that's kind of it. She's just there. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't do... She hasn't really figured out what she wants to do yet, and she's just kind of And it sounds like she's a very intelligent person. Like, she graduated from... Yale or something, He makes a comment, her husband, where he's like, oh, not everyone can graduate from Yale. 
yeah, you know, her whole deal is that she's almost too smart for her own good. Yeah. She's kind of an asshole to people um, who she deems are dumber than her, which is really clear because um, the main cast in this movie is Scarlett Johansson, Bill Murray, Giovanni Ribisi, and Anna Faris yeah. are really like the main characters, which when Anna Faris came into the hotel, I was like, what the hell? Like, wait, what? She's in this movie? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> but yeah, so so basically these two characters, Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray, are both kind of like depressed in their own way about their respective lives. Bill Murray is kind of hitting that, I think, that basically is having a midlife crisis. He's married. He doesn't want to get divorced. He's got kids, but he misses... What he describes it as, he misses having all this fun with, when he was filming movies on location thing and him and his wife going and doing that. And now that him and his wife have a kid, she doesn't want to go anymore and will yeah. just stay home with the kid. And, you know, he's just off to do it. And there's clearly they have phone calls about tedious little things like what color do you want the carpet? What, what you know, mm-hmm. which of these do you like? Um, for just like building a house or re- re- refurbishing Yeah, and a it's house. clear there's like a disconnect in their relationship because he'll be like oh I love you and she doesn't really respond to that like she doesn't say I love you back or anything she's just kind of like okay see you tomorrow or see you at the end of this week and it's such like a it's so interesting because it's it's there's a scene where he calls her and he's like drunk yeah and he's saying this he's like oh man like oh you know this happened and they play this great music I'll try to find it and bring it back and it that really resonated with me because we've never really talked about it on the show, but like I travel, used to travel a lot for work. And so like this is the kind of back and forth where I'm always like, oh man, I hope this never happens to like you and I, Amber, because it's like, I don't like talking on the phone about my day as it is. But you know, if I go travel and this is what Bill Murray has to deal with is he's traveling and he's like, oh man, there's so much cool stuff. I would love to share this with you. And she's taking it like, oh, glad you're not actually working and just having fun. While I'm over here taking care of the kid. And that's yeah. kind of how she approaches it. And just Bill Murray being that upset. Like, for me personally, that really resonated with me. Because, like, I got that. And then, you know, this movie starts to take a bit more of a turn where it starts to get kind of weird. And, like, <laughs> let's talk about some of the more weird parts of this movie. Because okay. Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray meet. And it's kind of just Bill Murray's midlife crisis. Which, I don't mean that to diminish this movie. This movie is very good. It won an Oscar. Deserved it, in my opinion. But it's very much Bill Murray hanging out with Scarlett Johansson and her young Japanese friends, who we never see how they meet, but they, I guess, meet. Um, And they all are just gallivanting around Japan. They're singing karaoke. They're going to bars. Some freaky-ass strip club for, like, five seconds, which was just a weird scene in itself. But, um... Bill Murray... is, like falling for Scarlett Johansson but also treating her like a daughter and a friend yeah, like, it's such a strange relationship yeah I think the crux of it really to get this point out of the way is I think what's happening in this movie is this movie is Bill Murray's midlife crisis and it's told through the parallel you know perspectives of him and Scarlett Johansson right for Scarlett Johansson she's just trying to figure out her shit and she's very clearly like I am not interested in you in any way more than just being friendly. Like, they, they yeah. make that very clear. And I think it's him trying more to recapture what he apparently used to have with his wife than cheat on his wife with Scarlett Johansson or yeah. something like that. But wouldn't it have made sense to have more of his wife in the movie then? If he was trying to... Because then that would have made more f- sense for... More sense to me as 
a viewer because then I would have been like, oh, I understand like the attraction there because again, he's kind of, um, he's imprinting that of his wife like onto Scarlett Johansson. And so maybe like her personality or just maybe the way she looks kind of like reminds him of Oh, her. like kind yeah. of make some sort of connection between Scarlett yeah. Johansson and his wife. Okay, I see where you're going with that. That would have helped. I think... Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, wow, like two people that are in different, you know, age groups and they're both like friendly towards each other and they're doing like these, you know, they're doing going out to these uh, outings, basically. Like, that's really nice to see because a lot of the times, again, we see a 50 year old man and then like a 20 year old girl, like kind of like in uh, Citizen Kane. And I'm just like. Clearly, he's, like, a lot older than her. And even Susan Kane, I think, had the balls to call him out, right? Like, yeah. wasn't that the mm-hmm. wasn't that one of the bits? Yeah. was like, you're <laughs> after this, like, what, 18-year-old, 19-year-old? Yeah. And you're like, 30? What? And that movie was from, like, what, 1940-something? I know. Um, so, clearly, it's, like, not okay. It's not but... new, and it's not, oh, it's not really been that accepted. It's just been ignored. And I think this movie takes it... And that's something I think I like about the way this movie work to that angle is it was very relieving to not feel this romantic will they won't they vibe it was very like Bill Murray's kind of thirsty and that sort of culminates yeah, and when, I'm so glad they didn't fall into that like thirst trap exactly so to speak, yeah. like, where we had like a sex scene or something like I actually kind of liked it better when you know I guess in the beginning when you know he's doing the Suntory commercial and things aren't going very well mm-hmm. like between him and the director just because again there's that like translation like or yeah, this not movie translation really but there's that language that. gap yeah. Yeah. yeah like he can't understand anything that's like going on and they end up sen- sending a stripper or like a prostitute to him yeah like, that was really weird yeah um, it was and this so that's one of the things <laughs> I both like there were some times where it was like kind of funny and then sometimes where it was just a little I guess in in, in insensitive where it's like oh Japanese people are so bad at speaking English because they can't say L or R or whatever you know that was like a big joke in the movie yeah which again like that's not I don't know today to me like that's not really acceptable you shouldn't do that Mm -hmm. like there's maybe a bit or two like the stripper scene was kind of humorous because she keeps saying rip my uh, stocking or something like that yeah and but it says it, it yeah. sounds like lick my stocking and Bill Murray's like what the hell are you talking about and they just start arguing about this and then she's trying to do this role play like she's being raped or something Yeah, and he's just like trying to get her off the floor and she keeps pulling him back down It's like no leave me alone pulls him closer <laughs> and he's just like I, it, it, it's, it's comedically stressful and there's not really that many movies I've seen that do yeah. those two kinds of emotion together that well. Yeah. So like I'm also I'm laughing, but I'm cringing, but in a way where I'm not like this is horrifying. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man, this is awkward, but it's funny. And but, it works. Yeah. But he does end up kind of cheating on it. He does well straight up cheating on his wife with the lounge singer woman. That's what I was gonna say. I know we're bouncing a lot around right now. Well, you know what? Go watch <laughs> Lost in Translation, you know, <laughs> if if you decide to watch it, it's a great movie. Um a lot of it is just them doing things. So to go from thing to thing to thing is kind of like talking about a TV show. Yeah, or there's no like timestamp on anything besides like the fact that it's a week. Yeah, right. Or the fact two. that it's a week, and then at some point, Scarlett Johansson's husband goes to Kyoto. Outside, yeah, he goes to Kyoto or something like that. So he has to like go out 
outside of like Tokyo and she just like ends up being like really alone like she has no one there besides like Bill Murray um although she made like quite a few friends I guess at that's least. something that confused the yeah, hell out like, of me she's like I want you to meet so and so and I was just like okay when? she seems to be doing yeah exactly when did this when? happen but... I feel like there's a lot I feel like this movie perhaps focused a lot more on Bill Murray yes but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a a Snyder cut a, 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 a Coppola cut this movie is filmed by Sofia Coppola it's like a, a Coppola cut of Lost in Translation that's like seven hours long and has everything you know Scarlett Johansson was doing and because she does explore a lot there's at least two to three maybe three to four montages of Scarlett Johansson including as you guys probably saw for this episode our poster this week where she's in front of the dinosaur projected on the building or whatever yeah. the heck it is. Um, hope you enjoy that. You can get that from our website, swhm19.com. But there's at least four of those where she's just wandering around Tokyo. And it's cool. Like, she's she walks in, like, an arcade, and there's people playing that drum game, which I did not know was that <laughs> old. I thought that was, like, a relatively new game. Like, within, like, Guitar Hero was in there, too. And I'm like, holy crap, I don't remember these things in 2003. <laughs> And I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, in the comments and stuff. But, like, I could have sworn, like, in America anyway, Guitar Hero was, like, 2005, easy. That drum game, I wasn't aware of it, I think, mm-hmm. until maybe, like, a Comic-Con a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I, and that's, like, the first time I ever saw it. And I thought, holy crap, that's really cool. And I think the only other version I've ever seen was, like, a Donkey Kong Bongo game or something from when I was a kid. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she does that. She's walking around Tokyo. We get some kind of cool shots. Fun fact about that, Amber, I was reading, is that apparently they weren't allowed to film in, like, Shibuya. Oh, um, okay. And, like, the, the crosswalks and all that. So, you know, there's, like, a, I think there's a scene where, like, they're they're holding hands and they're running through the crosswalk to get away from someone. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but to me, that, that scene hit me kind of weird because it's like, wow, this camera work is really erratic. Like, yeah. it's all over the place. I thought that was a creative choice. Apparently, they actually had to just grab the camera, hit record, and run. And, like, that oh, was that was okay. what they did. And then they turned it off and got away before yeah. they got caught. And that's how they got those shots. Oh, Because gotcha. they weren't actually supposed to be filming. Oh. So, they, I guess that's how they kind of worked that. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fine. But there's some... It's, it's... I don't understand how she meets these people or when or where or what. Because she's... She's on her own for the most part in this yep. movie. In the beginning. I think the first 30 minutes of this movie, she's kind of by herself. And if she's not, she's with her husband, Giovanni Ribisi, and his kind of posse of people, like Anna Ferris and stuff. Who, yeah. by the way, in this movie, she plays Anna Ferris, Like yeah. a ditzy Anna Ferris. Think scary movie. Any of the characters she played in scary movie, but an actress in like a really meta way, that's her. And she's just like... You know, all new age, blah, 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 and that kind of crap. And clearly, like, Scarlett Johansson hates her and just, you know... There's almost like a... This is another thing I kept expecting. I kept expecting her to, like, walk in on Giovanni Ribisi and Anna Faris getting it on. And this movie sets up some weird shit because it's like, oh, I'm going to Kyoto or where... I don't think it's Kyoto, but they're going somewhere else to do this photo shoot Mm -hmm. and I was like oh he's going to be taking pictures of Anna Faris and like something's going to happen on this trip 
But then she's not a part of it. He's just doing something completely yeah, different. Yeah, because Anna Ferris is at the hotel. The whole time. Yeah. She's doing a movie with, like Keanu, with Keanu Reeves yeah. quotes around there. He's not in this movie at all. Yeah. But maybe he'll make the Coppola cut. They have like a walk-on <laughs> role for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but it just seems like there's nothing wrong with like Anna Faris, like besides no. just her being a little ditzy. And then there's nothing wrong with her husband, except that he's just not really in tune. But then again, he is, it's a work trip. So right. like if I were to go with you on a work trip, right. you, your mind would be probably on the work. I'm not having a vacation. It, it's and not I think a vacation he even, doesn't he him. even say that? Or maybe yeah. that was our conversation. But I thought he says, you know, this isn't like a vacation for me. Like, I'm sorry. Because there's something where... The movie, and I, you know, there's the more we talk about this movie, the more I'm like, you know what? My rating for this movie is increasing as we talk about it because there's a lot of little things that the script and the camera work do that really make this movie have a lot more to it than is at face value and makes me kind of want to rewatch it because I think when we get introduced, so the very first shot of this is Scarlett Johansson's butt for like a minute. Yeah. Which apparently is some painting or something like that that's emulating. Which I kind of hope so, because I'm like, we're just staring at, like, a butt. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, is this the movie? Like, yeah. what are we doing? But I think the next scene or so later, when we get reintroduced to her, is she's talking to her husband about something, and he's kind of ignoring her a little bit, because he's packing his yeah. stuff. But then, I think it's, I maybe it's the smoking bit. She starts smoking, and he's just like can you not smoke like that's so bad for you which is probably something the studio made him throw in there to get yeah. money but it's followed by a bit that made me because at first I'm thinking oh man we're going to do this at Giovanni yeah. Ruiz. he's just like a despondent husband he doesn't give a fuck he's just kind of all work but then he's like hey weren't you going to call so and so today like her sister or somebody and she's like yeah I'll probably do that later I guess and he's like okay well like you know tell her I said hi and this and that and I'm kind of like okay so he's not super despondent he like remembered that <laughs> like he he's aware it's just like to be honest I think Scarlett Johansson what she, she wants right then and there is just someone to pay all attention to her she wants a vacation yeah. which is fair I guess I don't know but you know she's she's looking at this like a vacation where she's having fun but he's like I'm having you know I'm doing work and it's sort of this movie is kind of rolling the idea of like you know she chose to be here she mm-hmm. could have not come yeah. And it's also rolling out the idea of like, you know, it's not all about you, first of all. And two, it's not just two, it's not just all about you, but it's mm-hmm. it's that you're not you're being married, you know, yes, like for those of you who don't know, Amber is my wife and I am her husband. <laughs> and so Amber is like my priority in all things that as far as, you know, stuff goes. Does that mean that every single day I'm sitting there like thinking what would Amber want for something that has absolutely nothing to do with her? No, because if I'm at work and I have to decide about a work thing, not even travel, just a work thing, it's like, it's not a relevant opinion. And the same goes for her with me. What Scarlett Johansson is kind of rolling out here is like, oh, marriage is this thing where you're just with somebody all the time and you're having, you know, we, you are doing all this stuff. And it's kind of like, well, no, it's not, you know, and, and life just doesn't work that way. And I think this movie does a pretty good job of showing like, it does an okay job. Of doing like, hey, she's clearly affluent. Like, she got to come for money. You don't necessarily just go to an Ivy League school. You know, some people do, and they're not like super rich. That's totally real. I'm not shitting on anybody here. But like, just her demeanor, her attitude about shit. They don't really elaborate on it. They seem to imply like she kind of gets nice shit. She went to a nice school. She was able to go do the 
what people would call like the throwaway degree in philosophy <laughs> and just go on with her life. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have to do any of that. And no one's expecting her to. Yeah. And it's kind of like she's living in this world where it's me, 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 and now it's not. You know, it's actually about Giovanni Ribisi. And he's just like, I got to work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I know it sucks that I'm going to wherever and that you can't come because I don't know why she can't come, but furthers the plot, I guess. But he's like, I'll be back in like a week or something like that, which coincides with Bill Murray leaving. Um, and I think that that's kind of the interesting thing. To, the, the reason it kind of raises the bar for me this in this movie is that Bill Murray is an actor. And that's a specific thing I didn't think about till now. For him, you would think for an actor's life, it is me, me, me. Everything's about me. My job, what my agents decide. Everybody working around me is working for me, right? But then when she meets Bill Murray, it's not the case. When you see Bill Murray's life, it's not the case. He's getting yelled at by these Japanese directors. <laughs> and I loved this bit where um, what Amber mentioned where they're, where he, the director's yelling at him during the commercial. And he's like... And the, the, the translator just goes, more like focus or something, yeah. or more emotion. And he's just like, is that... That it? That, yeah. That's all he said? And it's like, he said, this guy says like a paragraph of stuff, and she's like, yes, yes, that's it. And he's like, are you sure that's all he said? Because he said a lot. And I mean, yeah. like, I've only been to Japan a couple of times, but I feel like that's how, that's how it was for me, was if somebody said something really long, and then someone translated it, it was like, oh, it's right over there. I'm like, are you sure? I feel like there were more directions than that. <laughs> like, I feel like he was very specific yeah. in what he was telling me. And so that was one of those language barrier jokes, I think, that actually was kind of funny because it was just like, oh, yeah, that, that's how it feels. Yeah. But the, the bigger point is that Bill Murray is the star of the show here, yet he's just getting yelled at, you know? Yeah. He's not running it. He's not all about him. It's all about making him do something. And I think on some level in this movie, Scarlett Johansson seeing that is what sort of gives her her sort of... I guess character arc is like yeah. oh life even for someone like Bill Murray life is not all about you because even the people at the bar recognize him and he is so awkwardly yep. like I don't want to talk to you yeah. and he gets up and walks away and it's a whole thing and it goes one step further when she learns about like his wife and shit and it's just like yeah you know like I love her but it's been rocky and I really wish that we still did these things and all this other stuff and it's just like I think there's a realization component in this movie for Scarlett Johansson that I almost would wonder if it would be a more interesting movie to watch is a little bit more Scarlet Joe with what we get from Bill Murray because I feel like both of them do an arc here and one of them kind of gets shafted by the end of the yeah. movie can we talk about the number of faxes in I this know <laughs> and like at, why at that time because I'm I feel like he's getting faxes. Is he getting faxes from... There, everyone in this movie okay, gets gotcha. at least three to four faxes individually yeah. through the course of this film. Yeah. And it's weird. It's just so fucking weird. Like, he gets faxes from, like, his, his wife. wife. But I'm just kind of like, doesn't she know there's, like, a time difference? So, if you fax at, like, in the morning, it's going to get there, like, when he's sleeping, probably. Yeah, that was one of the, like more inconsiderate things that I feel like his wife should have known right because yeah. he says you know we traveled and stuff yeah. and I feel like I don't know like when I've traveled overseas you you know that like at a certain point in time you can't call me because I'm asleep yeah <laughs> right and I know that there's a certain point in time where I can't call you because you're asleep 
And he says so at a point. He's like, oh, and there's a point where she like, he call. I think it's when he's drunk and he calls her and they're talking and she doesn't expect it. And he's like, well, it's like 4 a.m. here. And she's like, well, you need to go to bed. And I think it's those little bits of like, his wife doesn't hate him. Like they're not in like a horrible relationship. No, think, it's not so bad to where. Well, they've just been married for a long time. They yeah. have a kid and then like he's still working, running around places for extended periods of yeah. time. And I feel like this movie does a pretty good job of showing like she doesn't hate him or despise him she's a little irritated because now she's stuck with a kid doing everything yeah but like when he's not taking care of himself she's like you need to go to bed yeah you know but the faxes are insane the number of faxes that could be phone calls in this movie are crazy like Giovanni Ribisi faxing Scarlett Johansson towards the end and it's like love you see you tomorrow or something I'm like it's a email or a phone call or yeah, hell a, phone a call. beeper a beeper fucking <laughs> message like in 2003 whatever like just yeah. why are we fax it's like big faxing had its day and lost in translation or some shit and guess what barely anybody faxes anymore <laughs> so let's talk the ending of this movie okay. you know, we've talked all around the movie I mean there's so much where it's like them partying I mean seriously go watch this movie um we'll, we'll wrap up our talking about the plot and stuff like this with the end. So the final bit of this movie is Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson have this, you know, kind of heartfelt goodbye, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and even with her, again, that selfish uh, component to where she asks him to, like, stay. Just stay. Right. Even though knowing that his, um, I think, daughter has, like, a... Ballerina recital? Yeah. Because the wife is like, don't forget, daughter's recital is Sunday. And he's like, I know, I gotta be home. And, like, he is not in any way, shape, or form trying to get out of this. He's not doing... And, again, it's it's not... And he knows it's important, too. But, like, right when Scarlett Johansson is like, yeah, just, like, stay, like, here with me forever. Which I was kind of like, you can't do that because eventually you're going to have to leave. Mm -hmm. So, that's where, like, the selfishness, like, kind of came in. I think that's also where the not knowing reality, not understanding the real world, because like Scarlett yeah, Johansson's she's only still there two living, weeks, like in her yeah. you know bubble basically, and where she has like no obligation really except to her husband, and even then it's just even then he's only in Japan for two weeks. Yeah, he's not living in Japan permanently. So yeah, once exactly once he's back, they have maybe like another week and then they leave. Yeah. So the reality of it would have been Bill Murray stays in Japan, loses everything, and Scarlett exactly. says bye like, in a week. He would have lost everything, right. and she she doesn't understand yeah. what she's asking what, exactly. she, what she's asking him, and that doesn't make it okay. I'm not trying to say everybody that, that makes it okay. If anything, it makes it kind of shitty. But like, <laughs> she asks him to do that, like Amber says, like, "Well, just stay with me forever." And it's this romantic, in the sense of like a romanticization of an idea, not necessarily of love, but yeah. like. This romantic idea of, like, we're having fun. Let's keep having yeah. fun. I think that's what results in the end of the movie, which we'll get to in a second. But I think that's also what the overarching bit for Bill Murray is. The arc of Bill Murray's character in this movie is he was having fun. when, And then they had a kid. And since that point, his wife hasn't really wanted to travel with him. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he hasn't been having fun because he yeah. had so much fun with his wife when they traveled. And now here comes Scarlett Johansson, who I guess reminds him of his wife, which like you say, they don't do enough kind of parallelism with. And he's like, I'm having fun again, you know, but he's already gone through it once. He knows it doesn't last. They even have a conversation about it where she's like, I don't remember what she asked. She asked, they have some kind of heart to heart conversation over Saki. And 
she's like, does it get easier growing up? And he's like, no. But like, you know, once you know what you want, you don't really care about what other people think so much and shit like that. And then it's pretty like, it's solid advice. Yeah. Like he gives her solid advice. She asks him to stay. He says, no. He gets in his taxi and leaves. And then as he's driving or as the taxi's driving to the airport, she he sees her in a crowd walking and it's pretty easy to spot her she's like you know the one blonde taller than everybody there person <laughs> he stops the cab gets out runs over to her says hi and shit and then he whispers something in her ear no idea what it is i i didn't look into it that much i figure you're not really supposed to know he probably said some joke in yeah. reality he whispers something in her ear and then all you hear him say is okay and she nods and then they kiss and then he's like, you know, about to like click his heels in the air and be all happy. And he runs back to the taxi, gets in and drives away and goes home. I'll just throw it out there. What, what are your thoughts on that ending? What do you feel is coming? What do you feel was the point of that? How do you feel about it? Because it's the weirdest part, right? Like for, yeah. for, for starters, I think Scarlett Johansson was 17 when they filmed this movie. So it's a little weird that she's kissing Bill Murray, who's easily 40, 50 in this movie. Um, but she's obviously not 17 in the movie world. So what are your thoughts on this this last scene of the movie? That kind of like ruined it for me, I guess, because again, we were kind of tiptoeing around the idea of like a romance between them, but I got so used to them just being like friends, like mm-hmm. really becoming like really good friends. I was just like, oh, this is like great, you know, someone that can teach her like, you know, these life lessons. And then he just goes up and kisses her and I'm like, you kind of ruined it because not only is that like, I don't know. It's just kind of gross, to be honest. Like, just looking at it now, watching a movie a movie in 2020 Yeah. that's from 2003, it's just kind of like, uh, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought that's where the movie was headed, was just more of like a friendship that's been like cultivated, like throughout this whole week in a place where they're both like lost in translation. Like, let's be honest, like, it's not even just about... Bill Murray not understanding um, everybody because they're speaking a different language is him not really understanding like his wife um, it's not understanding like even Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. I think because again we don't get a lot on her it's just on Bill Murray and like what Bill Murray wants and then just a little bit of like what Scarlett Johansson wants which is just to have fun and he's like living in that basically right. for that week but then you know, get sucked back into um, his original life. So I guess just to wrap that up, I think it's just, it totally like ruined, like, yeah. Yeah. What I thought was the was point of the, the point. movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely cringed when it happened because mm-hmm. I'm like, I was trying to put myself in like, okay, I'm my age now in 2003. Is this okay? I'm like, it's weird, but maybe just weirdly like makes sense I don't know yeah and then it kind of makes me wonder about like when he hooked up with that with the singer yeah with the singer and I'm like did he do that because he knows he can't have sex with like Scarlett Johansson I think so I think it's it's he's drunk and he knows he can't and I'm glad we didn't get to see that scene because I'm sure that's what would have played out and that like again kind of disgusts me like she's a kid exactly she's a kid um like newly married yeah, she's no older than 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still trying to figure out her life and, and again, I think it just it's... comes across as like taking advantage of someone. And again, like 
we kind of discussed at the end of it, you were saying that it was more for him. Uh, Which doesn't make it okay, but you're right. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think it was just more for him in that moment. It was. And it, it kind of angles on like, what did he say to her? Because to me, what it is, is like, throughout the movie, you do see him low-key try yeah and she's very bluntly like kind of no yeah you know good night closes the door yeah we're done here and she doesn't see him that way and i think even after this scene she doesn't see him that way no but it's 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 such like a because the only way to describe it the way the movie i think is trying to portray it is like he needed this to kind of move on yeah to, to yeah. end it and it's just like to go back to his family and just be that and i'm like that's not okay you shouldn't need to do that to go exactly back to family. just to yeah, and it yeah. makes me kind of wonder, because this scene does feel a little out of place to the rest of the movie, because you're right, the build-up is, it's like such a romantic friendship, in, again, the sense of not love, but like a not love, romanticized like, friendship. Not yeah. it's a very I deep connection. to you, yeah. Right. And they do this at the end, and I'm kind of like, you know, it's well shot, it's an emotional moment, and when you're in it, you, you feel in it, for, and for like a moment, you're like, oh wow, that was... Oh, wow. No, never mind. Like, that's kind of the the progression you get. (laughs) And it's just like, I understand that it's, it's to some degree, maybe trying to be for both of them. Because it's something I don't think we talked about too much is that Scarlett Johansson is basically really portraying Bill Murray's wife when Bill Murray was doing his traveling. Mm -hmm. And he was very much what Giovanni Ribisi is doing, is like on his work and it's very clear though not I think spoken enough on that Giovanni Ribisi thinks they're having the time of their lives in Japan yeah. because he's having the time of his life yeah. whereas Scott Johansson is miserable calling people crying and they don't even <laughs> get it they're like yeah. oh man you're so jealous anyway I gotta go I'll talk to you later bye and she's in tears and it's like kind of a heartbreaking scene because it's like if you called your sibling to say hey I just wanted to talk I'm feeling like I'm bad and they're like oh my god you're so lucky you get to go to Japan da, 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 and you're just alone in a hotel I don't care wherever the hell you are in the world you're sitting alone in a hotel room it just kind of stinks when you're yeah. feeling depressed I don't care if you're in the most beautiful place on earth you're just kind of like I'm just alone in a hotel it's bumming it's, it bums you out and she's clearly sad and needs someone and there's no one there and I think that's where you get Bill Murray kind of entering in this Yeah. the kiss scene though almost feels either like it was in the original write up of this movie and a lot of things were changed or the studio was like mm, make it a bit romantic we got like young hot Scarlett Johansson <laughs> Do something, you know, they got to kiss, like, make something happen. And it's like, well, do we have to? I mean, I think, like, them seeing each other and waving would have had a similar effect, you know, than them just stopping everything to kiss because it becomes a little bit like, he stopped, like, I'm just sitting there like, Japanese cabs are fucking expensive. Like, he's, I get, he makes, like, $2 million off this deal or whatever, but he is, like, stopping a cab in the middle of a busy city and the cab's just waiting and he's just like making them wait for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So that's the movie. Um, let's talk about more like what we, you know, as a whole. What do we? What do you, you know, standard rating out of ten, Amber? What are you rating this movie? Because I, you know, we I, for me it goes up a little bit, but that ending is like you said, pretty rough. So yeah. and you said it ruined a lot for you. So what do you really give in this movie? I'm giving it like an eight and a half. Okay. I thought it, I was actually thinking it was when you said that ending ruined it for me. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a six, um, an eight and a half. So why eight and a half? Just keeping in mind this movie's like won an Oscar and stuff. Yeah. So evidently somebody because thought it was ten out of ten. But without that ending, it definitely would have been like a nine. Um, wasn't my favorite movie just because we've had recently movies that have come out dramas like this 
Mm. where it's just been a lot better um because again we're with the times now (laughs) yeah so they have done a lot better like you know pairing actors and actresses together even like um not just like straight people but just again like with um people from all different types of like backgrounds and cultures right uh that make the drama a lot better um and they go into a lot more detail i feel like now this one was just kind of like your i felt like it was you know again like a lot of it was fun it was just those two people having fun and so that's what made the movie fun to the viewer um but just having that ending like it was just it felt out of place like it really just didn't coincide with what i felt like was going on and what ultimately like was supposed to happen with right. with it yeah i think it's this is serious like i know that we tend to hang out in that eight to yeah and i can't rate it too harshly because again it was yeah, you gotta, back in 2003 you gotta be careful because like well there's a there's a line i think somewhere yeah. where it's like they should have known better back then yeah. even and then, then this it's like I don't know like what do we what do we call this ending I don't like it yeah uh, I, I gotta say I think there's other ways it could have been done but at the same time I still think I give this movie like like an 8 out of 7 maybe okay. even like an 8, eight or I'm sorry 8.7 8.9 just because like you said it was fun and I think for the bulk of this movie it does a good job showing a very like romanticized platonic relationship between these two really just depressing people and it shows these two people really helping each other in a non-romantical way like a non-sexual way right and then i think the thing that that bumps it up from say like an eight is it takes the next step and goes there's all these layers you know like we're doing with so few characters and with like two or three of them being entirely on the phone. Yeah. We do such great parallelism with the characters in this movie. We're doing, like, Scarlett Johansson's relationship with her husband is an exact parallel. It's like she is his wife of the past. And it's like, I'm almost upset that we don't kind of delve into <laughs> him realizing this yeah. more. But yeah, I would say, so you said, what, 8.7? Is that what you said? 8.5? Yeah, I gave it an 8.5. Okay, I'm at 8.9. Since this was an Oscar movie, and I believe we've asked this a couple times now, do you think it should have won the Oscar in 2003? So the other movies that came out, keeping in mind the other movies that came out that were up for this, so this movie won the Oscar for original screenplay. It was up against The Barbarian Invasions, Dirty Pretty Things, Finding Nemo, and In America. See, I'm trying to look to see, like, the only other one I know is uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> and this is kind of what happened to us before, isn't it? Like yeah, with, with both uh, the other ones. I yeah. just looked up like the screenplay for In America, and I guess it's about an immigrant from Ireland or something like that okay. coming to America with his family, and he has the dream of becoming an actor. Well, so, of course they've had it in the nomination thing because exactly. Hollywood loves the movies about Hollywood. Exactly. But. And then I'm just like, dirty, pretty things. I don't know. Barbarian invasions? I do I don't know. Again, so I can't really make that call because, again, <laughs> yeah. like, in America could have been re- a really good, like, fantastic movie. It's just I we haven't seen it. Right. Well, we've seen Finding Nemo. If you had to put yeah. those two so, up, what do yeah, you think? it definitely would beat up. I think Nemo. this blows, I think for sure this blows Finding Nemo in yeah. the water. I'm kind of <laughs> shocked Finding Nemo was nominated for anything. Yeah. I don't know what else came out in 2003 as far as animation goes, but... 
But for writing? For original crap. screenplay, you Finding Nemo. Like, I feel like you could have picked other films. Isn't Finding Unless, Nemo like a ripoff of Shakespeare anyway? Is it yeah. really that original? I mean... It's not. But I thought there were other movies that came out that year that were... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think that this movie is definitely very unique, and it gives some... It's something, especially for its time, that really yeah. was only starting. It's like the her of that time. Okay. Yeah, with uh, Spike Jones. Spike Jones movie, yeah. yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, um, Joaquin. <laughs> that, that is your Joaquin Phoenix. Like, Bill Murray... No, I think Lost yeah, in Translation is, is definitely... Phoenix. I mean, there's a reason why that genre persisted almost annoyingly so... For the next, Jesus, up to, like, maybe the early 2010s. Like, and it was just ripped off left and right and left yep. and right. And you could just feel it coming when you saw that preview. And it's kind of like, there's a reason why. And it's because movies like this or Eternal Sunshine were really good movies that came out around now or around then. And everyone's trying to do it. They're trying to ape it because it's cheap and it's it, it wins awards. So, yeah. Not? But I think it deserves it. Uh, on my end, I, I think it, yeah. especially in this running, I think it deserves it. Because it's very unique. And it's something that... I think if there's one thing that you and I both sound like we really liked in this movie, it's that it was not your standard romantic falling in love no, movie. It definitely was not. You know? <laughs> so that I think is going to wrap up Lost in Translation for us. Amber, what are we talking about next week? So for small screens next week, we'll be wrapping up the Hobbit franchise with The Lord of the Rings. Ooh, I'm excited. Lord of the Rings is so much better. Um, <laughs> we can finally talk about like the peak of that, you know, the better half of that trilogy, you know, saving the best for last. Yeah. Uh, following that, our next mainline episode is actually going to be on Bill and Ted 3, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And we, just to get you guys hyped for that, are going to have a very special guest star on that episode. So get ready for both Lord of the Rings next week and the following week, Bill and Ted 3. Watch that along with us if you'd like to when it comes out, um, or at least to get ready for it. You know, there will be spoilers for that, and as there were spoilers for this. But until we start talking about fantasy and time travel and the Wild Stallions, my name is Thomas. I'm Amber. And we will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.